0: You're listening to episode 32 of the Kin Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is all about giving thanks. And it's not a coincidence that Thanksgiving just ended and why I'm releasing this episode now, a few days later, after the holiday's over. First of all, I didn't want to publish this episode on purpose During the holiday, because I didn't want to distract anyone. I don't know about you, but I received like 50 marketing emails like a day from people wanting me to spend money online, wanting me to click here, do that, listen to this, buy now. And I didn't want to contribute to all of that. I'm a big fan of spend time with your family, spend time with your loved ones, whoever it is that you choose to be with on the holidays, be there like all of you there. And I didn't want to contribute to that distraction. So I decided to release this episode a few days later. But also, the second reason is because I wanted to talk about the ongoing effects of giving thanks. Not just once a year, but the profound, deep effects of thankfulness and gratefulness on our lives When you spread it out, 364 days, because the other one's Thanksgiving, right? So today I want to talk about that. Giving thanks, the power of gratitude in our lives, and how, in truth, we don't only have to be grateful for the good things. How being grateful for the bad things, I understand that sounds kind of strange and counterintuitive, it actually makes your gratitude practice and thus your life even better. And I promise I'll explain all this funky stuff that I'm talking about and what I mean by being grateful for the bad stuff during the episode. So what do you say? Let's get to it.
1: You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more. Celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer, Your host, Marcella Chamorro, shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Chamorro.
0: Thanksgiving, it is such a popular holiday because it's not religious. There's no spiritual attachment, nobody claiming ownership to Thanksgiving. That's what makes it such a powerful and popular holiday, right? What can be so bad about giving thanks? Nothing. So everybody does it. More than nearly everybody. And we all learn about giving thanks when we're practically not even old enough to have a working memory. You know, I really doubt that my kindergartner will remember his I am thankful for drawing as he gets older. But I'll have you know that he lists a very few interesting items that he is grateful for at this tender age of five. The first of which is pizza. Secondly, his family with a photo stick figures of JJ and I and Juan Jose himself and his younger brother, Nicolás. And then some kind of toy that I can't even remember the name of. And I assure you, he does not even own. So I am not 100% sure that he fully understands the concept of giving thanks. (laughs) But we're learning. It's a process, right? It's all good. And Thanksgiving continues every year as we get older. You know, We continue to have this theme follow us around as we grow older at least one day per year. At least once a year, we dedicate serious time to sitting down and saying or thinking about what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for, or at least in the cooking of or a devouring of a wonderful meal, which I definitely did this year. Thank you to my sister-in-law, Margaret, for feeding the baby and I. We all enjoy thanks on Thanksgiving, but does it follow us? throughout the rest of our year. Now, my personal gratefulness practice started kind of formally in 2013, where I kind of took gratefulness and, you know, Thanksgiving more seriously. In 2013, I started writing down just in my notes, you know, most people use like their notes app on their iPhone or smartphone or whatever. I have a more complicated system, (laughs) an app system that I use, but won't get into that. I'm kind of a techie, kind of a weirdo. The point is every day or as often as I can remember to, I jot down three things, at least three things that I'm grateful for. Starting in 2013, I started doing that. That year in 2013, I remembered to, you know, write down my three things that I'm grateful for 88 times out of, you know, 365 days a year next year in 2014 I got it done 109 times in 2015 161 times in 2016 I was able to pull it off 107 times in 2017 which was a really hard year for me Nicolás was born and I got post-weaning depression, which you can listen to on another episode of this podcast. Uh, I got around to writing down my three things 87 times. So a dip there. 2018 went up dramatically to 120 times. And this year, 2019, so far, I've got about 135 under my belt. So even if I were to continue every single day for the rest of the year in 2019... I still won't beat 2015, which was 161 days. Anyway, the point of all of this is not to say, like, to compare year to year. I'm just a nerd, and I like to know, like, the data and how I'm doing. But the point is that, you know, as this practice of writing down three things became more formal, I started recalling events of the day for which I am grateful more often became more top of mind. You know, my gratitude... It doesn't have to be for anything extraordinary. That's kind of what I discovered through this practice. It's my list is not every day a repetition of my family, my health, my kids, whatever. Um, My lists every single day are so radically different um, from one day to the next. It's actually fun to go back and read previous years to see what was going on because it's almost reads like a journal. Um, You know, I can be grateful for something as simple as a phone call from a friend An enjoyable meal a tough job that I finally completed a meaningful conversation with JJ a deep moment with one of my kids Um, small things are important a sunny day a refreshing nap which you know a few days ago I posted on Instagram that I took a two-hour nap with Juan Jose who's five years old and I hadn't done that since he's a newborn I think taking a nap together it was awesome It was so nice. The baby smile, you know, the rain going away just in time for you to hit the beach, whatever. You know, offering gratitude helps you recognize God's presence in these moments. And doing it daily or whenever I remember to, right? Because I don't really judge myself when I forget. I just pick up the next day where I left off and do my best. But writing down these three things daily... They got me in the habit of noticing all the good things that were happening as they happened, you know, in real time. It was life changing for sure. And there are definitely some days where I don't stop at three, where I have six things that I'm grateful for or more. I just keep thinking of things that I'm so grateful for and I just want to jot them down. And there are days where I only have a chance to write down one before I become distracted, or the kids need me, or somebody fell, or there's a band-aid that needs placing, or there's Cheerios on the floor, and boop, I'm out of the gratefulness mindset, and I forgot to come back to it, and I didn't fill in the three, I just got into one, but that's okay, it's not a big deal, it's seriously not a big deal, the whole point of it, the whole point of this formal practice, is that it's gotten me into the habit of in real time noticing the good things as they happen. And then my gratefulness practice took another turn, kind of another milestone that was reached. When as I jotted down every day, these small things that kept popping up into my life, I started allowing myself to be grateful and thankful for the bad stuff too. Now, I know that sounds kind of contradictory, right? But over Thanksgiving break in 2014, five full years ago, when Juan Jose was a little bitty baby, I wrote a post, a blog post, which I'd like to share it with you. I'll read it now. And it's called The Undiscovered Side of Gratefulness. This is what I wrote. Gratefulness is all around, it's Thanksgiving which means that communicating what we're happy to have experienced this year is top priority. Thanksgiving makes gratefulness popular again for a minute or two, but I've discovered another side of gratefulness that goes way too ignored when we're standing around the turkey. Last night, I reunited with my dear family in Miami. I hadn't seen my cousins in way too long, and I was beaming with thankfulness a ray of light, Just Coming out of my chest, everyone was meeting the baby. I was getting I love you's from the people who fill my heart. And how wonderful that the weather in Miami was so chilly. Coming from somewhere like Nicaragua, wearing a sweater is a novelty. It was chilly enough that I couldn't even take the little guy out to sit with us outdoors. Chilly, holidays, love. And as we stood around the table holding hands and giving thanks, I couldn't help but think about the difficulties i faced this year, too. Because why are we only grateful for all the good stuff we have? I'm grateful for the nights that I've stayed up with the little guy. Now I understand, now, I really understand (laughs) how deep a mother's frustration, sacrifice, and love runs. Empathy where it didn't previously exist. Appreciation for a good night's sleep. I'm grateful for missing my mom during this Thanksgiving trip. She's been a cement-like constant in my life, one I didn't fully appreciate until now. Boatloads of appreciation. I'm grateful for the bad clients I've had to deal with. I've somehow managed, which means I learned a thing or two about business and difficult conversations. Props to myself for dealing, I guess. I'm grateful for the adjustment period that JJ and I have gone through after the baby's arrival. Nothing good comes easy. The work we've done has to pay off, right? Spoiler alert, it does. We're all good. I'm grateful for feeling like a total exercise newbie again. Working out after having a baby means starting from scratch. Humility, humility, humility. I'm grateful for the awkwardness of being around strangers or certain groups of people. It reminds me of how deep my love runs for the people I hold close in my life, my posse, my squad. I'm grateful for the desperation I felt while driving down the highway as baby JJ screamed bloody murder in the backseat. I still remember that five years later. Within that excruciating drive, I was reminded of my love for him of how awesome it is when he doesn't cry, <laughs> of how wonderful it is that he was a perfectly healthy but probably just bored baby and wanted to see his mama's face. And on and on, my gratefulness flows, even for the bad stuff, maybe especially for the bad stuff. For some time now, I've been living by Maya Angelou's wise words. You can tell a lot about a person by the way she handles these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, entangled tangled Christmas tree lights. Bad things happen. We can learn from them in a state of grace, or we can stomp our feet and throw a tantrum. I mean, I'm working on this, now, still, and probably forever. I threw my last tantrum just yesterday afternoon, and I'm grateful it happened. It taught me to appreciate peace and quiet when I have it, to be more gracious before people who don't mean me any harm, And to value my home more than I currently do. Are you grateful for the tough stuff? For the lessons? For the newfound appreciation? It ain't easy, but I like it. It works for me. That was my post from 2014. It's nice to look back sometimes. See where I was at five years ago. See how I've grown. See how my writing has changed as well. My voice Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. You're probably a better judge of that. But, you know, I can see there that just one year after I started my formal gratefulness practice, things started changing for me. My mind was changing, molding itself, right, to see things that I can be thankful for in the moment as they happen, both positive and negative. Now, nowadays, my gratefulness lists regularly include things you'd never expect, like hardcore negative things. You know, example might be when I'm sick, I'm able to fully appreciate my health. I remember last year there was a moment where I hurt my shoulder just by sleeping. Like, I really don't want you to think that I was like doing some funky pull-ups and, and, and injured myself. No, I was like sleeping on my side, just slept the wrong way, and for three weeks, I had to be careful with my shoulder because it hurt when I moved it. So I had to modify all kinds of exercises and all kinds of things in my life. And when that happened, because I've never really been injured. I mean, I've suffered physically. You know what I've been through this year. But an injury, like a physical like muscle strain, stuff like that, uh, hasn't really happened to me, knock on wood. But when that happened to me, I, I became more aware of how often you use your shoulders. You know, there are things that when you don't suffer for them, you don't notice them as much. I remember when I was reading a book by C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, which if you haven't read, I really recommend you pick it up. I read this years ago and I jotted down some notes on a particular part of the book and, and I wrote this down. It's natural that we feel desires that can't be fully fulfilled on earth. Examples are when we jump from hobby to hobby or person to person, feeling excited at first, but later disillusioned. I mean, is that just me? These are desires that remind us of heaven, where they will be fully fulfilled. We must be grateful for the thirst, which reminds us of God. And that's what I jotted down when I read that book, Mere Christianity, a couple years ago. You know, things are never going to be perfect. Things are never going to be... You know, pain free. But it's that thirst, that yearning for wholeness that reminds me, at least, of God. You can call him whatever you want light, source, love, God, whatever you would like to refer to this as. It's not so much about seeing the bright side of dark things, but about recognizing that growth. Happens in those difficult moments. I mean, almost exclusively. There's a quote that I love that's anonymous. I, I wish I knew who said this because truth, right? It says, We mature with the damage, not with the years. And that's why I feel so grateful for the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. Now, I hope that one day I will have the, hopefully someday soon. I'll have the chance to do a podcast episode about everything that I've grown as a result of everything I've been through starting, you know, June, July, August, and through the fall physically, and the repercussions of that in terms of growth in my life. But I'm not there yet. It'll happen soon. But that's just one example that I have learned through the bad clients, through starting my own business and then closing it, through struggles with a co-founder, I mean, It was only a six month stint, but I definitely learned a lot from that experience from having children, the difficulties of having children, not just the positives through marriage. It's through the damage, right? That we grow. So why not be grateful for it? And why not be thankful for it? there's another quote that I love that says, it's not happy people that are grateful. It is grateful people that are happy. And that's why I decided to record an entire episode about gratefulness and being thankful and the undiscovered side of thankfulness the week after Thanksgiving. Don't give it up. I invite you to carry it with you. Maybe you want to start a formal gratefulness practice like I do, which is jotting down three things a day. Maybe you'll forget. Maybe you do it with a friend. For a while, I would send my three things to a friend, and my friend would send me her three things and it was fun right maybe you want to do it privately maybe you just want to do it in your head mentally in your heart maybe you don't want to make it a formal practice but you want to live it in a mindful way trying to become more aware in real time of what you're grateful for however you decide to do it I invite you to bring more thankfulness into your everyday. have it spill over into the 364 other days of the year for the positives and the negatives. The positives, they're low-hanging fruit, you know? Everybody's grateful for a sunny day when you want to go to the beach. Everybody's grateful for days with no traffic. Everybody's grateful for a sale at Carl's Jr. when your kids are begging to go. Those things are easy. I encourage you and I invite you to also be open to being grateful for the negative stuff the stuff that's stubbing your toe at 7am. How can you be grateful for that? I'm grateful I got it out of the way. The worst part of my day is over because I stubbed my toe and it's over now and I can move on and have a good day. It can be as silly as that. Or it can be, thank you. I am so thankful for that freak out I had five days ago, because it really made me realize how mistaken I was about X, Y, and Z. And I don't want that to happen again. And I am taking stock of that. It can be as deep as that. Okay. So I just encourage you to fully live in the thankfulness because every day is a gift, positive or negative, right? Every day is a gift and it has changed my life. And so I wanted to share this with you in the hopes that maybe it'll change yours too. And I'm going to repeat this quote because I love it so much. It's not happy people that are grateful. It is grateful people who are happy. Thank you so much for listening to episode 32 of the Ken podcast. As always, I would really appreciate it if you left a loving, glowing, raving review on iTunes. If that's how you feel, (laughs) an honest review (laughs) is what I mean on iTunes. It'll help more people enjoy the show and find the show and you know, I, I'd be really, really grateful to you for that. Ha ha. No pun intended with all the gratefulness. How many times did I say grateful and thankful in this episode? It should be like a drinking game. But anyways, I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate you sharing the show, leaving a positive review if that's how you feel. And I will be back soon with a lighter episode, I promise promise, because Christmas is coming up. My next one is going to be super light, probably the lightest I've had (laughs) on the show. I want to talk about, eh, it's a secret. You'll have to tune in a few days for that episode. But anyway, this is Marcela, your host, signing out.